Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. So we're in this series called The Jesus You Never Knew. And we're looking at the life of Jesus um, in order to truly come alive to our purpose and to know what we're supposed to be doing, we have to know the one we're following. And Jesus is the greatest example of what heaven looked like on earth. Um, God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to come and show us what it looked like to represent heaven. And so we look at Jesus, uh, this church is founded on the life of Jesus. We look at him, he's the greatest example of how to live, how to pray, how to uh, stand up for things, how to be a voice for the voiceless, how to stand up for forgiveness and compassion. And so this series is really just breaking down the life of Jesus. Sometimes we get a picture of him, and I don't know if you grew up like me, uh, or maybe, you know, you didn't grow up in the church, but you still have this view on Jesus that he's this, you know, this person that has beautiful locks of curls, and he has this gorgeous beard, you know, and he's like fair complexion, not a pimple on his skin, and he's holding this lamb, and he's really just a precious soul, you know. Sometimes we get this picture of Jesus, that's how I had him all growing up. And whenever I thought of Jesus as like, you know, a warrior, he was like sitting on a throne, you know. But we get this picture of Jesus in the Bible through some of these stories that paints a picture of who he really was. And so we're breaking it down. Last week we looked at the Jesus who ate with sinners, and we talked about looking for Levi. How many were looking for Levi this week? How many were challenged in that? Man, God challenged me so much. I was challenged by my own word. You know, it's like when I was out, I was like, you know what? I got to look for Levi. Where's Levi in this opportunity? Talked about how God always sets up opportunity. And sometimes people see impossibility, but God always sees possibility in everyone. But today, I want to talk about the Jesus that washed people's feet. The Jesus that washed people's feet. Y'all know this story? It's a good story. Would you stand on your feet? We're going to read it together. It comes out of John chapter 13, verse 1. It says, it was just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were, with, who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress. The devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. Drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him, he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Well. Then, Lord, Simon Peter said, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. <laughs> Give me a whole shower. Then, then, Lord, I'm sorry, verse 10, Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew he, who was going to betray him, and that is, what, that is why he said not everyone was clean. Verse 12 says, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes 
and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that it would just change us from the inside out and that just like your word said, it would, it would be like a double-edged sword. It would cut away things that need to be out, but it would be a, a, a weapon for us to have at our, at our disposal, God. We love you, Father, and we thank you. In your name we pray. Everybody said amen. You may be seated. I want to look at verse 3. It says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. Now, I think it's very interesting, this passage of Scripture. I love the Bible, and I love when we read the Bible and we find these little hidden nuggets. But it says that Jesus understood that God had put all things under him, which simply means Jesus realized he was the top dog. He had all power, all authority, everything was underneath him, okay? He had reached the peak of where he was supposed to be. Jesus realized the power and authority that he had. Now, what I think is very interesting, because that's not all, you know, super interesting, because hello, Jesus was the son of God. He came from God. But now he realizes that he has been set apart, he has been set up, and he's been in his rightful place. Now, the interesting part about this is that Jesus, understanding his power, it drove him to do something. Very interesting, if you think about it, because his understanding of power actually drove him to serve. The understanding of authority that he had to literally command anything to happen because basically in everything in all the earth, it, the Bible says that, that God placed him high, right? His name was above all names, heaven on earth and below the earth, so nothing was above him. In understanding that, it drove him to get up from his seat and do something. Isn't that interesting? Does that, um, does that get you thinking a little bit? Because I don't know about you, but... but I don't know if it's the culture we live in. I don't know if it's society. It's the way I was raised. But sometimes I have the mentality, and, you know, if you do too, you know, think about this. But sometimes we have the mentality of when I arrive, I should not do certain things. When I get to a certain place in my job, there are certain things I shouldn't do, right? Anybody else feel that way? When I arrive to the place where I'm dreaming about being someday, you know, when I'm running my own business, or when I get that promotion, or when I'm running that team, or when I get married and I have children, all of a sudden there, there are certain things in my mind that I'm like, I shouldn't have to do that. And I don't know what it is, you know, it's kind of embarrassing, you know, like admitting that that's how I feel. But there are some things that, that, that drive me to think in a way that's like, you know, that authority should bring a little bit of 
relaxation. But Jesus, it was the total opposite. And when he found out who he was, it drove him to actually become the least. It become, he became the servant. And I think in today's day, you know, you think about it, leadership sometimes has a sense of empowerment, right? So when we become a leader, we're empowered. We get this, this power. Now we can, you know, command things. We can tell people things. We, can, we, we, we become empowered. But Jesus always used his power to empower. Jesus got to a point where he was the top dog, couldn't go any higher, and in that power showed us what to do with our power. Jesus' power empowered those around him. I had a moment the other day where I was at a pizza shop, and it was actually a really good pizza shop. I was in Brewery Town right by where our office is, and it was really good. They had, have you ever been to Lorenzo's Pizza? Um, this wasn't Lorenzo's, but Lorenzo's has the big slices that are like, you know, huge, like way too big. They're like four pieces in one piece. You know what I'm talking about? No? Yeah? You know? All right. So this pizza place, I was like, hey, I'll take two slices of pizza. He brings them out, and literally, they're the size of Lorenzo's slices. So I ordered half a pie, and I was in heaven. <laughs> How many other men in the building can relate? I was like, praise the Lord. I didn't just get two. I got four. Thank you, Lord. You multiplied. So I was eating my pizza, and it was one of those moments Holy Spirit tapped on my shoulder and told me about someone across the room and gave me a little prompt said, you need to go talk to this person. And I was like, ah, can I be real with you? Not that I'm not always real. I hate when pastors say that, actually. <laughs> can I be real with you? Oh, you haven't been real with us? Oh, no. What's been a lie? But I just want to be transparent with you. In that moment, I was like, ah, God, not now. <laughs> Do you? You ever have those conversations with God? And I'll just be totally transparent with you. I was like, God, not now. I'm enjoying my pizza. I just come from meeting with people, and, uh, you know, I just wanted some time just kind of plug in to myself, <laughs> you know. I was like, God, not now. And then the thought occurred to me, wow, look for Levi, right? I was like, God, you would use my message against me. Look for Levi. There's the Levi right there. You pointed him out to me. I'm supposed to encourage him, show him heaven today. And here I am debating. Because sometimes when we, when we feel like we're in that space, selfishness can take over our thoughts. How many have ever been there? Where, you know, you're going through life, and we pray these prayers even. You know, we come to change. We're praying over our invites. You know, I got my invites. Where are my invites? And we hold up our invites, right? We're like, God, use us this week to invite somebody, use us to love people. And we're like, okay, let's do this thing. And then we get to Monday, and God's like, there's the person. And we're like, no, 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 not right now. God, that's embarrassing. You want me to walk across the room and just, like, strike up conversation with a stranger? Like, that's awkward. Anybody else think that's awkward? Okay. Y'all are way more spiritual than me. I need to learn from you after this. We'll go out to lunch. I want to learn from you how to not make it awkward because I feel awkward in that space. 
I'm just being honest. I feel awkward. And in that, in that uh, you know, because I've been empowered with Jesus. I have the Holy Spirit with me. You know, Jesus, uh, he, he made this known to his disciples. He said, hey, don't move unless you're clothed in power. He said, I gave you authority so you can speak things into existence, but don't move unless you're clothed in power. But once you're clothed in power, you have power to empower. The Spirit gives us power, the Spirit of freedom. That's why we say we're coming alive to our purpose to allow others to come alive to theirs. Because when we're truly alive, others can come alive through our life. I'm like, Jesus, no. Holy Spirit, no. I'm finishing my pepperoni pizza. Look how good it looks. I don't want to get up from here. And, okay, let's be really real. I'm going to be really transparent and vulnerable right now. I walked out of the restaurant not talking to the man. I sat in my car, and I couldn't move. The Spirit was convicting me so hard. And he said, what if that guy decides to take his life today? What would you do? I said, Spirit, thank you. Thanks for giving me perspective. Because Jesus always used his power to empower. He said, all right. I opened my door. And do you know what disobedience brings? Extra steps. Because now, I thought it was awkward being in the same restaurant with the man. But now I got to walk back in and come up to his table. And obviously, I came into the restaurant just for him. But how many know that's awkward? Now I got to walk back in. But I'm not going to lie. I went up and got a cup of water like I was there for water. I'm getting water. I'm at the water machine. I'm just praying. And I'm just, I'm being super vulnerable with you guys. But I want you to understand, this is a battle we have to overcome because Jesus came to serve. He came to empower others. And this is something we have to overcome to become the light in the dark world. I'm sitting at the water machine. I'm like, all right, God, got to do this. Let's go. This is super awkward. Let's just do this thing. So I stepped out, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> hey, man, what's going on? And, you know, he's startled. He's got his headphones. He's like, oh, yo, hey, what's going on? You know, Philly, you know, what's going on? What do you need? I'm like, hey, man, um, question for you. I know this sounds awkward, but you're just super highlighted uh, to me. And then I just, I want to pray for you today. And just, I want to. Just, you know, go after what, what you're going after. I want to partner with you. What's going on in your life? He's like, all right. Yeah, that's great. He goes, actually, I just lost somebody in my life. I'm like, all right. That's why I'm here. I'm here to let you know God loves you and he sees you. And it was a magical moment in that pizza shop. What, what became, because when you understand that you are there to empower, you're there to serve. And Jesus did this. When he understood his power, it made him get up from where he was. Some of us, we need to get up. We need to get up. We need to get up to serve. We need to get up to serve. It really showed me how much uh, my thinking revolves around me, especially in the season of the holidays. I'm thinking about, you know, what do I want for Christmas? What are we going to do? And even thinking about the new year, what's coming in 2020 for our family, that's even selfish, you know? It's good to do, and you need to do it. But even sometimes my thoughts can be so consumed with me that I forget I am here 
for others. I'm here for those around me. And I'm just so thankful that God in his power showed us what it looks like to serve. Showed us what it looks like to serve. It says he got up, Jesus got up uh, from the meal, took off his outer clothing. So he got up and he took off his outer clothing. And some of us, there's some things we have to take off in order to enter in to what he has for us. Because we got a lot of pride. Because that moment when I was arguing with God of how awkward it was, it was all about me. It was all about how I felt. It was all about me feeling awkward or me feeling weird. It was all about me. Highlight on me. Holy Spirit, I don't want to do that because that makes me look weird. That makes me look awkward. And Jesus got up and he took off his outer outer garment and he laid it down. And then he got a towel and he wrapped it around his waist. And I think it's so cool that Jesus showed us how to serve. So he got his towel on. Now he's ready to go. And it says that he went to wash his disciples' feet. And I got to ask you today, what are some things that you need to lay down in order to pick up what Jesus wants you to do? What are some thoughts? Maybe they're well-intentioned. What are some thoughts of comfort, pride, arrogance even? that you need to lay down to say, God, you know, it's not about me. Uh, I think it's very interesting because back in the, the Old Testament time, they would, all these priests would wear all these different things to enter into the Holy of Holies. And so their court, their temple, was set up with different zones. So you'd have, like, the zones for the Gentiles and anybody because the Gentiles were looked down upon. And then you had the women's court, right, where only women could go into they couldn't pass that zone. And then you went to the next phase, which was like the, the men who would sacrifice and, and do the, 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 you know, the sacrifice on the altar thing. And then you had the inner court. And in the inner court was the place that only the priests could go. And the priests would have to wear all of this stuff to enter into those different levels. And then once they got to the inner court, they would have to remove their garments to go in because it was the holy of holies. It was the glory. It was the 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 closest you could get to the presence of God. And I think about this in today's terms because when Jesus died, he broke all that down. The Bible says that he tore the, the, the curtain in two so that we could just get to him right away. And that's the beauty about, that's why we say like, man, anybody can come. This is a church of non-denomination. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't even matter what you believe. You just come in and journey because when you find him, you're going to find out what life's all about. When you find Jesus, he's going to show you everything you need to know. And so we have that access to the Father already. But I think there, there might be some things in our life that hold us back from that true intimacy with the Father, that, that, that inner core of his glory, of knowing him, of being alive to our purpose. Because if you live your life for you, you don't fully know who Jesus is. And, and when we're fully, 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 fully transformed, when we fully come alive to who we are, 
then we know that we pick up his agenda. So I wrote this, write this down. We need to lay down our agendas to pick up his. We need to lay down our agendas to pick up his. You can't carry two agendas. Can't say, well, today I'm going to carry mine and his. And if his fits in, we're going to rock this out. Because it never works like that. Because we're selfish. You know? I'm a very selfish being. So if I carry my agenda all day long, then I'm not going to be listening and looking for how I can be about his agenda. So there's, we need to lay down our agenda to pick up his. It's like uh, yesterday we took out the coffee cart to serve people, to love people. And we were on uh, UPenn's campus. And so we were just serving people on Locust Walk and giving them coffee. And it's so funny to me. Every time we do this, it's so funny to me how absurd this is to people. That we would just come out to serve them coffee and love them. Because everybody's like, well, what's the catch? What are, you guys, what are you guys doing? Like, what is this all about? Right? We were like, free coffee. Namara, she was hilarious. She's like, free coffee. You know you want it. Come on. You know it. You know, and people would be like debating in their head. And they'd be like, yeah, no, I, I, I do want coffee. Yeah. She told me I do. <laughs> it was so funny. We were like, free coffee. And this one guy's like, nothing's free. What's the catch? Because it's just our society that we live in. It's so absurd that why would you just come out here in the freezing cold to serve us coffee? And that's how the love of God is. It's so reckless. It's so crazy and absurd that he would love us right where we are. He would love us exactly how we are, and he would love us to the greatness that we are called to be. Isn't that amazing? So when we get out of our agendas and we start looking around saying, how can we serve? Because it was really easy yesterday to be like, yo, it's cold out here. It's way too cold to be out here, Right? But, it, but it's getting outside of yourself and saying, you know what? Today is about that one person that's coming and needs this. Uh, we were talking to the chaplain of UPenn, and he was just saying how depression and suicide is on a rampage at UPenn. And I'm sure it's, it's, it's viral across all campuses. But as we begin relationship with him, he's like, hey, anything you can do to come and serve our students, to come and love on them, to come show them that, hey, this isn't what it's all about. It's not all about what you got pressures in, but it's about something more. You don't know who's around you. So he goes on, he says, after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Yo, I love Peter. He must have been from Philly because, like, he was always coming against things, right? He was always like, Lord, whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody else is accepting it, but I don't accept it, right? Trust the process. Like, no, God, this, this isn't what's happening, right? You're, you're not washing my feet. And Jesus said, hey, unless I wash you, you're not a part of me. And, and sometimes, you know, Jesus, I love Jesus because uh, the peers back in the day, washing your feet was like for the lowliest of servants. I mean, this was not even for Jews to do. They would, they would not even allow Jewish servants to do this. This was for the Gentiles, this was for the outcasts. This was for the lowliest of people to wash someone's feet. So when Jesus, get this, get this, this is, this is mind-blowing. But when Jesus understood his power, he took off that which resembled authority and put together properness of his robe, and he took it off, and he placed it down, and he took on the form of a servant. When I wear this shirt, it's to serve. 
I wear this shirt when we go serve MLK Day. I wear this shirt when we do the coffee cart. I wear this shirt because this is my service shirt. I want, them, I want everybody to know, hey, change is all about serving people. Woo. Being revealed up here. But when Jesus did that, when he took off his outer cloak, he took on the appearance of a servant. He took on the appearance of the lowliest. And the disciples, that's why Peter was like, whoa, 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 Jesus. This isn't even something I would do for Mark and Matthew. I wouldn't even do it for them. Jesus, you are, you are our teacher. You are the great I am. How, how dare you even think about washing my feet? Jesus said, no, 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 you don't understand. You don't understand. I'm going to show you what it looks like to be a leader. I'm going to show you what it looks like to love unconditionally. I'm going to show you what it looks like to be a servant. This is what it looks like to follow me. And so he took on the appearance of a servant. And he got down and he washed their feet. Now I love Jesus because he always is not afraid to wash the dirtiest part of us. How many are so thankful for that? That Jesus doesn't care where you, what you stepped in. Think about it. These guys got sandals on. They're walking all around. You got horse, camels on the same street as you're walking on. You know what's on their feet? Life. They've been through some life. Life's on their feet. And so you got 12 men who are sitting there with life on their feet. And Jesus said, I love you so much. I'm going to show you how reckless my love is. I'm going to get down and I'm going to wash the dirtiest part of you. Because when I wash the dirtiest part of you, it brings out the best of you. And when we understand this and we start serving people saying, hey, I know this might be awkward, but I'm going to love you even at your worst. I'm going to love you even at the darkest point of your life. We love the greatest things out of people. And Jesus said, let me show you what it looks like. Let me show you what it looks like to love. <laughs> and when you're fully transformed, when you're fully transformed, it becomes about serving others. So you can come to church for a very long time, and it could be all about you. It's all about, uh, you know, do I want to go to church today? Is it going to be good? Is this a series I really like? You know? Oh, they didn't sing my song. I couldn't really get my groove on because they didn't do Reckless Love, you know? That's my song. That's my jam. You know? Oh, they're not doing, L oh, they're not doing this band. And sometimes we get in that consumer mindset, and that's okay because we're all on a journey. But let me tell you that, yo, I'm sorry. Let me tell you that when you get fully transformed, your eyes get off of you, and it becomes about others. It becomes about serving those around you. And so I don't know where you are in the journey. You might, you might still be in that phase of being like, hey, you know, right now I just need, I just need, I just need. You know, give me, give me, give me. You're trying to look things. But when you're truly transformed, when Jesus encounters you, all of a sudden you start looking out and say, how can I serve? That's why in our family membership we talk about ownership versus renting. Because, you know, when you rent, it's someone else's job, you know. The, the sink breaks, you're like, yo, come fix it, you know. The floor breaks, oh, come fix it. But when you're an owner, you look at things differently. You're like, how can I improve this place? And the same thing is with church. When you come in and you're a consumer, you're like, ah, uh, it's really awkward. Their culture's not good here, you know. Ah, uh, the music's not whatever. And so you have that consumer, that renter's mindset, like, who's going to fix this? 
is someone going to fix this? Because, uh, yeah, I don't know. The signs aren't up or the coffee's not made. Uh, does anybody know the coffee's not made? Coffee's not hot, you know? And it's that consumer mindset. But when you, you're transformed, all of a sudden you start looking around and you become an owner and you say, how can I support what's going on here? How can I be a part of it? How can I get my hands dirty? How can I be like Jesus and serve others? How can I bring life to this culture? How can I be one who builds the kingdom of God with these individuals? And we become ones who look at life differently. And so many think, too, that, you know, we sing that song, we wait on the Lord. But so many of us, our waiting looks like this. Waiting on the Lord, where are you, Lord? Waiting on you, Jesus, where are you, God? Waiting on you, right? Isn't that, that what you picture? And there's a lot, of, and I've even said it. Sometimes I'm like, I'm just waiting on an answer from God. I'm waiting on him. Sometimes our waiting is like, I'm just waiting on you, Father. But I truly believe that the true life of a Christ follower is one who waits on the Lord. How can I serve you? How, how can I serve you today? How can I love you? Can you imagine if we all went through our life like this? Saying, how can I serve? How can I love? It's not about me. It's about those around me. It's about loving and giving. Loving people where they are. Loving the dirtiest places of them. Loving the most unlovable places of their life. This is what serving is all about. It's what leadership is all about. I love Philippians 2, 6-9. It says, Who, Jesus, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he became nothing, taken on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in the appearance of a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above Every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue acknowledge that he's Lord. Jesus became nothing, and he calls us to do the same. And what I love, that when we lay down who we are, he gives us who he is. And I love this towel. Because he gives us what we need. He gives us what we need. We become the change in people's lives. We become the, the glory that they encounter. We become the love of the Father. In that encounter, in that pizza shop, it you know, wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't me doing anything spectacular. It was literally me just getting out of my comfort zone and saying something. Saying, hey, I just want to let you know God loves you. He sees you. And who knew? We got on the Uber ride today, and not going to lie, uh, she called me three times before I got there because me and Ane were getting our jackets on, getting ready to go, get in the Uber. And she called me three times, said, if you don't get out here, I'm leaving. She was very mad, very hung up. And I was like, wow, okay. I was like, Ane, we need to get ready quickly. So we couldn't find Ane's jacket, so we grabbed Zion's jacket instead, you know. Like, just run, just run, get out, get out. When we got in the car, I, I, right before the car, I said, Ane, we need to love this lady. I don't know what she's going through, but obviously something's hurt and broken in her. I said, we need to love her. So we got in the car, and we're riding with her, and I'm trying to make small talk. I'm trying to, you know, kind of love on her a little bit, and she is not having it. She said, I would rather sit in silence than start a conversation. Thank you. We'll get there in a couple minutes. 
How many would be turned off by that point? But the Holy Spirit convicted me. He said, this lady needs you. That's why you have this Uber right now. You're there for me. So what did I do? Ah, I didn't want to. Man, I didn't want to. But I took off my pride. Because in my pride, I was like, yo, customer service. Uh, this is such a bad representation of Uber. Like, who do you think you is? I'm paying you to ride to my storage unit. But I didn't. I sat down. I'm not saying this to be all holy. I'm just saying this, this is hard for me. But I laid down my pride. I said, all right. I picked up my towel. I said, how can I serve this woman? And I said, hey, I'm a pastor. I would just love to pray for you today. I just, my heart is heavy with you. I don't know what's going on. She said, honestly, I just lost my mom yesterday. And she's just crying. You don't know. You don't know who you're with. You don't know that person. You don't know what they've stepped in. You don't know the life they've been through. Man, we had a beautiful moment in there. And she, she said, hey, I don't want to come to your church. <laughs> I was like, that's okay. I said, hey, let me give you a card. And I said, this isn't to invite you to church. I said, if you want to come to church, it's great. I said, but this isn't just to sell you to make you come to my church. I said, I want you to take this, and if you ever need anything, please reach out. And at the end of the time, she said, thank you so much for reaching out, for loving. Can I tell you? You have no idea who you're serving. But when we lay down who we are, when we lay down and say, God, here I am, my pride, my thoughts about myself, my eyes, my, my perspective on me, I get it, I lay it down. He gives us the glory to get into that inner court with him, that presence where we're one and one with him, where we're aligned with the spirit, and we start loving on people and showing them the love of the Father. We start serving them and washing their feet, the dirtiest place of them, and they're like, why would you do that? I'm sure I caught that lady off guard by not going off on her. Be like, excuse me? Because I'm sure that's what other people would do to her. But not me. I look like my father. Come on, somebody. I look like my father. I can't represent him wrong. You know what he did? He got down. And he washed the dirt off. And so what do I do? I got to get down. And I got to wash the feet off. I got to wash the dirt. I got to show you how much he loves. It's a reckless love. No mountain won't climb over, push down, or tear. I don't know the words. All that stuff he'd do to get to you. That's how much he loves us. But he's using us. Here's what I want to do today. If you say, hey, I want to do that in my life. I want to step out and have those encounters. I want this season to be a season where I am bold in that. I just want you to move down here, come down to this altar, and just join me. Because that's my prayer today, is that God, make me bold. Make me a servant. Make me one who is, is ready to serve others no matter what I feel, no matter what I'm seeing, no matter what I'm going through that day. Hey, awesome. What's up, girl? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What's up? Let's do this. Are you ready? What's up, Sheena? Good to see you, girl. All right. All right. Let's go. This is a life. This is a life where every day we got to do this. It's like washing your hands. You can't just do it once and think that your hands are going to be clean the rest of your life. I'm sorry, don't work like that. You got to wash them. Every time you get into something, you got to wash them. So every day you wake up, you got to again say, God, I give you my pride. And what I would love to do is just lay down our pride today. 
Can we just do that and just lay down ourselves and say, God, we want to be a living sacrifice. We just want to be someone who says, God, use me. Use me. Let let me take on your towel. I want to lay down my pride and take on the service. I'm I'm waiting on you, God. I'm waiting, saying, and and the Bible says that we uh, do everything as unto him. That's what the word says. And so when you do things for others, you are literally doing them for Jesus. In fact, there's a story in the Bible where they get to heaven, and, and Jesus is like, I'm sorry, I never knew you. Um, when I was hungry, you didn't feed me. And they're like, Jesus, when do we have, uh, what? No, if we saw you, we would have fed you. He's like, no, 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 the least of these, that's me. And so when you don't do it for them, you don't do it for me. So this is huge. So when we serve, when we love, when we wash the feet, we are literally doing it for the Father. When we serve and we say, you know what, my boss is going off of me, but in humility, I'm going to lay down my pride and I'm going to serve her. I'm going to serve him. When, when my spouse, they don't, we don't see eye to eye, they're going off. God says, I need to love them like, like he loves the church, laying down my life for them. So I'm going to get down and I'm going to serve them. It's hard. Oh, she's wrong. She's so wrong right now. I'm so right. Nope, 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 nope. Lay down the pride. I'm going to love her because that's, I'm loving my father. I'm loving directly to him. Jesus, this is for you. I'm looking past this person. I'm looking into you. And when we do that, we see what he see. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.